Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful gathering from the holy city of Varanasi. It's 9.30 p.m. here. <clears throat> After a long day at Amrit Sagar, our environmental center, where we have been just playing, creating lots of fun. It has been very, very cold. So that's the weather report. Let's check in the weather, our internal weather. Wherever you are, just pull your spine straight. Open your shoulders a bit. Be comfortable and close your eyes. Lighten your mind. Relax your facial muscles. Neck. Shoulders. Spine. Soften the belly and get grounded. Grounded. Watch the breath emerging from that grounding. Rising towards your heart, opening your heart. As the next breath rises, beautiful lotus unfolds in your heart. As you breathe out, the lotus is closing. <clears throat> in breath opens the lotus out breath closes the lotus With the next breath in, as the lotus opens, keep it open. Keep it open. Let your mind be totally focused on the open lotus in the heart. Forget about the breath coming in or going out. Zero in on the lotus of the heart. Fully open. Dewdrops glistening on those beautiful petals.
We bow to that lotus within us and move our attention towards the forehead, center of the forehead. Thinking of your eyes being absolutely still, let the mind rest in the center of the forehead. Deepen your concentration a bit more, go deeper. Till the light intensifies a bit more. You almost find yourself holding your breath. We bow to that light within us and gently open our eyes. <laughs> it's wonderful to see you. Everybody looks the same in the new year. At least the outer appearance. And I'm sure there is a lot happening inside, in each one of us. Many people have made some kind of little adjustments, resolutions. My prayers and blessings are with you to keep those resolutions strong whatever they may be. In a way, every day is a new year. If you have dropped the resolution, pick it up again. And keep that in the remembrance. Every day is a new day to start. A little story to share with you. It's not a story. It's a, something that I happen to be uh, there. The boys at the Balashram were constructing a little bamboo thatched roof over the big skull that we have made out of boulders. <clears throat> it used to be in the initial temple, but then we had taken it out, put it outside of the boundary. And then the flood came and it just slid and sunk almost 20 feet down. It was excavated and a, th a thatched hut was being created. So I saw it. 
I saw them trying to hack it, the little bamboos with a little handmade saw. And so the great Amazon, amazing Amazon, I looked it up and we got some right kind of tools, like Sazal and screwdrivers, the drills, and one of the young men said, wow, I had no idea life could be that simple with the right tool. Life could be that simple with the right tool. And that line just kind of stuck with me. Sometimes we have tools, either they're primitive or they're acquired from the past, but we are here today. And what kind of tool are we using to make our life simple? There may be some tools that I really like, but if they don't work, then what? And that's what was happening. They were familiar with the little handheld saw and hammers, but the new tool arrived that was much more efficient and helpful. With this new year, <clears throat> it may be wise to visit the inventory of our tools that we're trying to use to progress in the life. I'm not going to say anything very profound, but for me, that little line was very profound in that moment. And I wanted to share that with you. <clears throat> the tool that uh, we have, for example, our meditation tool, mantra practice, Maybe we could look at it in a little different light. What is my feeling or my thought towards my mantra? I do when I'm doing my mantra for my meditation practice. Is there sweetness in my heart? And that sweetness is not for something else out there. Actually, that sweetness is for ourselves. Emma, is there a feeling of gratitude 
I'm so grateful to have this moment in my life that I can sit and be with myself in this way. We have heard many times that mantra, mitra, mantra is a friend. What, what is the quality time that I'm spending with my friend? Am I rushing through? Am I savoring this time or I'm just fulfilling my, what is required? <clears throat> I was sitting with my meditation last night there came a moment I had forgotten what time it was. I had forgotten the count. Even Mala had fallen off my hand. And the time seemed as if hours had passed. There was a lightness in my mind, in my body, and I didn't want to move for the fear of losing that moment. The awareness came that I'm sitting and feeling very good. Then the awareness came, my malavas had fallen off my hands. But then the awareness came that I'm very still and I'm really enjoying this. What was there before all this kind of awareness one after another came? That moment I'm... thinking about. When I was not even aware of where I was, whether I was doing my job or not. Absolute stillness. I'm sharing this with you because many of you, as I see who is sitting in front of me, have your practice. You go through your routine, but 
just to encourage you that there is much more than just going through your routine. That time can be a very quality time. And we enter in that quality time through stillness. When we are not trying to finish something up, when we are not trying to gain something, some people sit there and are looking for shooting stars. And then the mind is always looking towards the, looking for the light. When even the looking stops, I'm not looking for anything. I'm not expecting anything to happen. I'm just sitting with gratitude in my heart for this moment to be with myself. And I'm grateful that my friend Mantra is there with me to keep me engaged in early stages. So I'm not looking for this or that, or maybe I should do this one or that one or this or that. So have practicing your meditation with your mantra at least settles all that thing. You begin to be with one thing. And through that, through the engagement with that one thing comes the stillness. I'm saying this just so maybe you look at your own practice with your mantra and look at your expectations and how you practice. Maybe this little reminder opens another door for you. Every day will not be the same. Every The one experience that you have once may not come again for some time. Although it looks like a river is flowing, but river is never the same. It looks like a river, but the water is different. The same way your practice is, it's never the same. But there is always a little new water there is always something new. So your practice is not something very monotonous or that you know it, you have figured it all out. And it keeps changing. It keeps changing. New experiences come, new feelings come. If we keep our attention alive to it, every time you sit, is a different time, different situation. Your body is different. Your body chemistry is different. Time is different. Planets are in a different place. So there are many dimensions at work. <clears throat> so whenever you sit for your meditation, please treat it as such. The 
there is something that's very familiar. You start with your early steps and then the steps change. Something else happens. These kind of things happen. Usually it takes half an hour. I'm just speaking from my experience. Everybody's a little different. But it takes... Something happens after half an hour. Everything settles down. All the dust particles of restlessness settle down. It takes half an hour at least. After half an hour, <clears throat> give yourself some time. Maybe stretch it to another 10 minutes. I can hear some people, oh, but I can't sit for half an hour. My body starts squirming and my knees start hurting. My... It's okay to adjust, but it's something that we could work towards that being able to sit for half an hour. Maybe that could be a goal in this new year. That okay, I have been sitting for 20 minutes and um, maybe I will add 10 more minutes this year. That stillness that I was sharing with you we all can have that experience provided we bring a little bit more commitment to our practice. It's not that we don't have time. We have the time. Anyway, I was going to say something else, but something else came and that I shared with you. And I would like to have a little open dialogue with you, a little question and answer your experiences about your practice because it's the new year and you were thinking. So please uh, speak up if you have any questions or otherwise I will start another monologue. If anyone would like to uh, put in the chat a question that you would like me to relate to Babaji, please feel free to do that. If I don't hear any questions, is there someone who meditates less than half an hour? Okay, let's uh, hear your reservation about this talk then. <clears throat> Baba, this is Shubal. And we've started our practice in the morning and in the evening every night since we got back from the ashram. And actually, we've been doing 
eight malas, which has been about 15 minutes. And hearing this discourse, we see it's time to expand to at least a half an hour in the morning and a half an hour at night. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. But you're giving us the tools to uh, get our little temple set up here was very useful. And now we have a beautiful environment to do the practice. That's so good to hear, Shubal. Uh, you have created such a beautiful environment. Then instead of 15 minutes, start adding a little more. Spend a little more time in the beautiful environment and help each other out. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Babaji, uh, there's a question. Must the eyes always be closed during job? If not, how open can they be? Eyes should remain closed or open during job? What happened? Everything, the screen went blank. Oh, we can see you and hear you. My screen went totally dark with lots of letters. Oh. Okay. Okay, I am back. Eyes should be closed. That's my experience is. I have a little difficulty meditating with the eyes open. But if you like your eyes open, there is nothing wrong with it. Um, try to make them still. Don't look around. Just focus your eyes on one place. Keep them open. How many malas should we start with? One. <laughs> <laughs> Start with one and keep keep going after the one. If you can, usually it takes three, three minutes to a mala. And 10 is a very good number to set a goal. After 10, you enter in a realm that really tastes, feels very good. So I would say... 15 is ideal, 15 mala. And that will take somewhere between 30 and between 30 and 50, 40 minutes. Those 10 minutes in the end are very beautiful. Okay, so it takes me half an hour because I'm used to sitting longer. Some of you who may not sit that longer you may experience that stillness after 20 minutes. Is there a time when you forget how long you have been sitting or you are not in the remembrance of what you were doing? If that happens sometimes, you should know that's a threshold for your time. sense of time and action disappears. Several questions are coming in. Um, sometimes I feel I'm trying too hard and that causes resistance. How do 
this. If you feel like you are trying too hard, just stop. Bring your attention to your heart and try to feel the quality, the sweetness in your heart. Forget about the number, forget about everything, just stop and bring your attention to your heart. Stop doing the job. Focus on the sweetness in your heart. Maybe a little flavor of imagination can come in. Your light is expanding from your heart and filling your whole body. And so instead of being action-oriented, turn your mind towards just being in the sweetness. Um, a comment, someone says they do nine malas and it takes them an hour. So that's a, a slow, a slow job. Um, that's else says, fine if it takes you an hour doing nine mala if it takes you an hour usually the speed is three minutes to a mala because if there is too long gap between each uh, repetition of the mantra mind may tend to run away somewhere so if you are doing nine mala in an hour is your mind really there with the mala or is doing grocery list somewhere else so pay attention to that because if there is too long of a gap the mind just goes can you use the left hand if the right hand cannot be used for the mala traditionally no but um, I don't want to make the rule because these are time. Uh, it's always passed on that way that you hold the mala in the right hand and left hand touches the ground, and that's being passed down through the lineage. So I don't feel privileged to change the rule. But at the same time, I don't want to discourage you. If you are left-handed, then how you do it? It's a very good question. It has been asked before. <clears throat> and I say, at least do one mala with your right hand and the, do the rest however you feel comfortable. So do one mala with your right hand first. And if you want to sit longer, you can either time it out how long it takes and then sit with the time. Or do the rest with your left hand. But at least do one mala with your right hand so you stay connected with the Prescription. 
Should we meditate first or do mala first? Doing mala is meditation. So, if you remember, in the practice, there are four, four steps. First is pranayama, that is breathing in through the left for a certain count, holding your breath for three times as long, breathing out through the right twice as long. So one, three, two is the ratio. You do a few breaths that way, that's pranayama. After pranayama is prano, just making a sound om three times, three times ma, and kring, kring, kring. That's a sound is prano. If you feel uncomfortable doing that loud, you can do it even silently, just through the, just, you can hear only the sound of your breath. So pranayam, prano, then is dhyan. Dhyan can be translated as meditation or I say concentration. We spend a minute or two, a dhyan, and the, that is bringing our attention to the heart, visualizing the image or the light in your heart. And that light has three kinds of things. First, red, visualizing red in the heart center gives you strength and energy to deal with the difficulties that lie ahead in that day. If something is really challenging and you need to muster up inner strength to deal with it, visualize that day red color in your glow in your heart. <clears throat> Yellow for auspiciousness. And blue or white for peace in the heart mind. So these are the three colors uh, are given to meditate upon. And that is not done for too long, just two, three minutes in the heart, a couple of minutes in the mind. Here is called the guru spot, third eye. There we spend a little time and then we start our job. So job and meditation are not really two things. The job is a part of meditation. Can you please explain what actions are happening with each mala? Thank you, Babaji. What actions? What actions are happening between each mala? That's the question, yes. I'm not sure if I get the question clearly, but... yeah. Each mala is you are pulling a bead down with your mantra. And if you look at it, the thumb and the middle finger, uh, thumb and the, uh, the ring finger is touching each other and middle finger is pulling the bead. So you look at it and it's actually it's a mudra. 
Their thumb and the ring finger are touching each other. It's a mudra. It brings, it purifies the nerves in your body just by doing this mudra. So if you're thinking of an action, what's happening? If nothing is happening, at least this is happening. Your two tips, tips of the ring finger and the thumb are touching each other. And some kind of interchange is happening within you just by doing this. There is a whole science and mudra. Uh, another question about this part, and then there's some other questions unrelated, but um, is there any reason job should be done in the forehead or is it equally fine to do job in the heart? Does it make a difference in that context, whether I'm using a mala or not? The sutra is meditate on the Divine Mother sitting on the lotus in your heart. Meditate on the Guru sitting on the forehead. And while doing the job, it's prescribed to hold your attention in the center of the forehead. Meditate on the Guru. And after being there for some time, it's good to bring a little sweetness. So heart is the place of sweetness and the mind, uh, the third eye is the place of clarity. So sweetness with clarity. Too much sweetness is not good. There has to be a little wisdom in there too. And the wisdom is dry. It needs a little color, a little flavor. So both are good. A little bit on the heart, a little bit on the mind. Do you find yourself in a state of meditation when you are not in meditation? Depends who you are. Some people can be engaged in the world and still very connected with their core, with their know who they know who they are, where they are, what's happening inside them. They're very much aware. And some people are blown away by little what's where is happening around. So depending who you are, you can be in a state of meditation without looking like uh, somebody doing a job. It's all about your being connected with yourself. Should the 30-minute meditation include the prano, pranam, yes. beyond, yes. and job? Yes. Okay. Uh, what do you suggest to have on a home altar?
I have seen very cluttered altars, like every rock they brought from somewhere and every feather they found somewhere and somebody's little baby shoes and all kinds of odd things on an altar. But altar is a place where you go to clean your or get away from all that stuff. So on my altar, I just have a picture of Baba and a crystal. That's it. Keep it very simple. So one or two items are good. Too many things just draw attention. <clears throat> I go to an Indian home and there are all the gods and goddesses and whole army of him. And how many flowers and to who you pray and how do you light and you're sitting in meditation. Oh, I forgot the, that one. <laughs> Maybe I'll get cursed by that one who didn't get a flower. So all that just to get away from that, just keep it very simple. Just have a little crystal. If you don't have any picture of anybody, Guru, Baba, whoever, just have a crystal and have a lamp. Light, light. I prefer a light at least on an altar, a ghee lamp. And it's fun to make a ghee lamp. Candle, tea candle is good, it's a little practical, but the ghee lamp is also something you can learn how to make. Make a little wick, put it in a little lamp and put a little ghee in it, that's it. It is said that the light that emanates from the burning key is very auspicious in the house. On one altar, I saw a little toy car. So everything that they had, things they had put it all on the altar. And the child they had sponsored that picture. And, you know, all those stuff. Keep it simple. What to do if you feel stiffness during job and meditation? Send a breath there through your, just imagine you're sending a breath there. And as you are breathing out, that stiffness is going out with the breath. Do that three, four, five times. And if that doesn't work, just hold your breath for a little time while doing the job and slowly breathe out so your mind gets away from that stiffness. How do you start a meditation if your anxieties are at a very high level? If your anxiety is a high level, just sit and take nice, deep breaths. Count up to 10, breathing in, count out 10, breathing out. Count in 10, breathing in, count out. Don't do job, don't do meditation. Just sit and do some nice, deep breaths.
and call that your meditation, call that your job. Breath is very helpful to deal with um, anxiety. And start counting. One, two, three, four. Count up to slowly. Breathe in slowly. You can, it's called ujjayi breath, just through the throat, contracting the throat. You start breathing in slowly. Count up to 10. Breathe out 10. Just do that, and that is your job for that day. After doing 10, 15 breaths, if you feel calm enough to do a job, take out your mala and do one mala job and call it done. And Babaji, on the altar, would you have just Sarkar Baba or would we just have you as the photo? I don't have my own photo on my altar, but I have my guru's picture on my altar. There are three gurus, Guru, Param Guru, Adi Guru in our tradition. So Guru is the one who has given you the mantra, your Guru, your Guru's Guru, Param Guru, that's Sarkar Baba. Adi Guru is Bhagwan Shiva. So if you have picture of, if I am your Guru, if you have my picture, you can have my guru's picture there too. Both are there and whichever you resonate with, whichever comes in your mind, uh, both are good. Speaking of the altar, why do you have a crystal on your altar? I like it. Uh, it's a clean, it's a it holds energy. That's it. I don't have to have a crystal, but I just like one. Because it's Why? clean, it's crystal, it's clear. Huh, Mercy? Sorry, didn't I thought you were finished. Sorry. Uh, okay, this is a good one, Babaji. <clears throat> Why is the personified form of the mantra? described as the guru and not Devi, even though it is made up of feminine bijas. Is it sounds, it, too, it, it, it sounds is too, it, too many words. Okay, okay, okay. Don't even yeah. go through it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, let's see. I am looking for another one that's a little wordy that I skipped over from someone who agrees that he's new. Uh, Babaji, what sadhana does the Agore path use being tantrika path? Always thinking about your inner freedom. You are not bound by your emotions. You are not bound by your story. You are not bound by whatever is happening around you or anybody around you. If you could experience that inner freedom from it all, 
that is the tantric practice. It's an inner state of being. No matter what story is going on in your life, can you entertain your life free from that? It's an inner thing. It's not an outer thing. Ultimate freedom is Tantra. And it's an inner. It doesn't have anything to do with actions or rituals. being free from your story. The way you told about doing mala, joining the ring finger and thumb and using the middle finger to move it, is it the only way or can we use the index finger? Index finger is usually, we used to point fault at others, so it's called the ego finger. So we don't use the ego finger to till the bead. I'm not saying this, this is the, has been, the way it has been mentioned in, from the olden days by the yogis. So that's why they prefer middle finger, not the ego finger. Again, this, these three fingers coming together create a different kind of sensation in the body than the ego finger doing this. Babaji, so far that's all the questions in the chat. Good, I have accomplished what I had thought. I just wanted to start a dialogue around this and answer little things that may, many people might be sitting with. And the <clears throat> what I really want to, to share with you is up the bar this year a little bit for our practice. So we are not just talking about the, the little things. So rise up. If you are doing less than half an hour, bring it to half an hour. If you are doing half an hour or more, aim for one hour. And one hour is the ultimate. I mean, if you could start sitting for one hour every day, um, you are doing some good, good work. You are doing good work even for five minutes, but let's aim for one hour. So this year, somewhere between 30 and 40, maybe next year we'll up the bar a little more. Thank you. I'm just going through the pages and seeing each one of you, and I send my... Love and blessings to you for the 
wonderful year ahead and please know that we are not bound by anything and that question about the tantra was about the freedom so bring that in your consciousness also entertain a moment in your life when you are free from all everything that you are identifying with can you even just sit with that free from it all sitting here every night i see uh, the, from my window i see the cremation ground and it's a constant reminder that that's the ultimate place and with there everything is left behind things that we think are so important one day when that ends there and we all have that destiny so this preciousness of life that we have been given may we not spend the whole life in struggle and we can experience that freedom while living and this is why meditation and this kind of work is so important that even for 5 10 minutes 5 minutes if we could just get a taste of that part of the self which is free from it all free from our story free from our struggles and our scarcity or our abundance or our challenges this is very sweet even a glimpse of it gives us inspiration for something else thank you all um, it's wonderful to see you and i feel so warm in my heart to sit with you every week <clears throat> and i'm always thankful to the divine mother in the form of science and this technology that we can sit and greet each other there are many blessings in our life already and i remember when i went to the states to go to school first <clears throat> there was no telephone you had to book a telegram that's what it was called telegram that okay on fourth day from today i will make this call so the whole everybody in the family will go and wait there for hours how far we have come just in a such a short time so all this new technology is bringing us closer and it's beautiful beautiful to see thank you